Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your co-hosts Teague Benwick and Steve Lurkwood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. I'm your host, Teague Benwick, coming to you from Holman. Joining me, as always, from Waterloo is my co-host, Steve Lurkwin. Steve, great to be here. They pumped to be here. Great time of year, right? We're in the postseason right now. I, I consider conference the postseason, but, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I always remember as a head coach, and then now, you know, I coach at a, at a different level with with middle school, but it's uh, it just gets to be so February comes. There's a little bit more bounce to the step. There's a little bit of, you know, spring to the air. You, you walk out of practice, and you can still see a little bit of daylight left, and it's just a good feeling. You know that uh, it's a good time of year because it's tournament time. Oh yeah, that's uh, the, like like you brought up postseason coming around, man. That's uh, got got eyes on the prize there, and it's gonna be fun seeing regionals, and seeing where guys end up. And uh, now we got the ladies having a sectional tournament, which is gonna be really fun for a uh, sectional Saturday as well. But uh, before we talk conference stuff, um, uh, I had a pretty busy week last week, Steve. Um, couple, couple of duels in Holman, uh, first one. So Holman double hosted a basketball game in a wrestling meet and, uh, imagine the type of night, uh, the AD Jason Luloff was having, but He's all over. The, the wrestling meet was held in the fine arts center in the auditorium and man, what a show they I saw that man. The, the presentation value was absolutely like just off the wall. The, the high school kid that was like doing all the lights is just an absolute whiz kid. Like, when like when we talk about technology stuff and you say like wow how can you do that fast I was looking at him like wow this I'm like it's like I'm looking at another language right now <laughs> it was <laughs> who was the Michael Buffer guy um he's a guy he does like announcing for like state youth hockey tournaments and stuff and so, he knows how to get the crowd razzed up that was that was awesome exceeded expectations and then some <laughs> his intro was fantastic i can't remember a couple of things he said but i was uh i was watching it on the go and uh man if people get a chance Mateek, maybe you can repost it or whatever find help people find that link but you know it's it, it is fantastic oh and it was uh steve the wrestling match uh and the overall presentation value of the show too uh get Ended up winning by one point. They had to get a pin in the last match, and it had everything. Like there were some matches that kind of swung Holman's way, and some that swung uh, uh, the Titans' way, and ended up coming. Uh, some chess moves were made as well, and Mister Ben Peterson uh, ended up getting the pin in the last match with a banana split, nonetheless. Wow, really? Or a splatle, as some folks, uh, whatever you call it, right? Like to call it, yeah, and then. Thursday got to announce, I believe it's the third ever girls duel in Wisconsin between Holman and Eau Claire North two girls teams. Who, how many times have we talked about them on the show? <laughs> you know, it's uh, I had said on the broadcast, you can't write women's wrestling history without them in Wisconsin. And the fact that they got to be a part of it to see how much it meant to everybody too. I, it, it, I was almost like overcome with emotion. Cause it was just, yep. it was just an amazing event to be a part of a, uh, Holman did win 45 to 18. I think with those two crowds, whoever, wherever that event's held, I hope it becomes like an annual thing. Whoever, whoever like is hosting is going to have the home mat advantage. Cause those are two really good fan bases. And I'm nice. excited. I said, it should be like the rivalry of like 
I-53, or not I-53, Highway 53. And it got noted to me that you can also get to Holden and Eau Claire via 93 and 94 as well. But okay, I want I want like a traveling trophy with those two now. I think it would be fun. <laughs> no one take that idea, by the way, or at least credit me if you take the idea. All right. But, All right. Cite yes. your source. And then, of course, went to the clash on Saturday, which uh, we'll be oh. talking about a little later. But Steve, again, a, a few a really good uh, non-conference tournament. We had a couple of uh, non-conference tournaments. Oh, well, this first one's a quad here. Amory Aquinas, Somerset, and Baldwin, Woodville all met up. A uh, couple of the more notable duels. Uh, Aquinas did beat Baldwin, Woodville, fifty-one to thirty. They beat Amory at fifty-one to thirteen. They're looking. They're looking in postseason form. Um, nice. My biggest thing from looking at those duels. Uh, there's a boy by the name of Jackson Flopmeyer who uh, joined the wrestling team a couple weeks ago. Uh, Jackson also plays football, where he was a four or five star uh, quarterback recruit. Okay, or for football, and I mean one of the best athletes like in the state, straight up comes out and does heavyweight, and I think he's doing just fine. Nice. I was told uh, either a straight up single or a double to a bar or a half, and that's uh, that that's what he's got in his repertoire, and I think he's doing just fine with it right now. <laughs> that's all you need, right? So that's uh, you know, someone who got to call a couple of his games. That was just kind of cool for me. Steve, I, I'm glad I came across the results of this one. I, I tried looking for it a few times and just came across it. But how about the Amory Baldwin Woodville St. Croix Central duel last week? I know we're jumping back a little bit, but uh, Amory beat Baldwin right. at 40 to 32. They beat St. Croix Central 37 to 33. And uh, Baldwin beat St. Croix Central 36 to 29 all potential duels we could see at that team sectional, by the way. Yeah. in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks coming up. And how do we miss that too, Teague? Right. With, uh, yeah, I know. I, I tried fine. Cause I knew what was happening. I tried finding it and, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I somehow got, got lost in the wash, I guess, but I'm glad it's, I, it's just I'm, the way it's, it's the way those tries and quads get posted now. Right. I mean, it's hard to, you know, typically you look at results and you just, you look on there and you see them come up as blue. And you know, hey, there's a new duel. I can check the check out the results. But now with the quads and the tries, it's just uh, recorded differently. It's a little bit tougher, but you know, we'll adjust. And then Steve, uh, we had another. It was a non-conference tournament, but a tournament nonetheless. The Lady Cougars Invitational. Yeah. Top five teams at this one. I'm glad they wrestled this one because, man, oh man, what about the team race at the top? Uh, right. <laughs> top five teams. Oregon was fifth with 48. Turner fourth with 70. Reagan was third with 77 Badger and Muskego tied with 78. So the top three teams all separated by a point. I don't know. I mean, there were three teams in there. I don't know if you found a certain match that stuck out in that one, Steve, but uh, Badger ended up. Uh, I wonder if they won on criteria. They just both say one to it. Badger's on top of the list, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made special, special note of that team race as well. Teague, just three great teams there. And, yeah, uh, fun to see. And the fourth team, I don't have it up, team. Who who's the fourth team? That was pretty close as well. Uh the fourth team. Um, sorry, going back quick. Turner finished fourth with seventy. Right, you know, not far off as well. So uh, I I was paging through a lot there, but I did find for me it was one hundred and thirty eight pounds. It was the match of the finals. D. Terrell of Turner eight to seven over Olivia Chavez. Uh, I believe that's Chavez. Am I got that right? Tiga of Muskego. Here, here's uh, here's how the situation went. Chavez got a takedown 17 seconds in to tie it up. 
But uh, uh, Terrell got a winning reversal with about a minute left and was able to hold on for that victory. So that sounded like one excellent finals match. Uh, that was uh, that was one that I had uh, highlighted as well. Steve at 100, uh, maybe not a specific match that stuck out. Well, I guess uh, the last the round five match between Aliyah Herrera of Badger and Raven Ringhand of Oregon. Herrera ended up winning in sudden victory 11 to nine, but Ringhand Herrera and Mackenzie Hagen of Whitnall Greendale all beat each other. So you had that fun okay. little uh, tie at the top. And I think it came down to criteria. I think uh, Ringhand had a pin. Okay. Within that little round robin. So she ended up winning there. A couple of other fun matches. Uh, you brought up 138, 126. Uh, Sydney Andrews of Turner and to Honesty Donald of Reagan, two girls who had a great state tournament last year and having great seasons this year. Uh, Turner won in the tiebreaker periods, eight to seven. And then yeah. at 185. Uh, Ayanna Johnson of Jefferson, who I never really noticed her name before, but maybe I should take notice as we enter the postseason. Dominated her bracket. Uh, second place, Kaylin Geiger, who I think we've talked about a little bit. Uh, Johnson, I'm going to try to find the match. She pinned Geiger in at 251. So pretty good tournament for her. And she is officially on our radar, Steve. <laughs> yeah, with results like that, you have to be. All right, next tournament up. So we're going into the conference stuff, Steve. And I want to say, I, I may have done a little hating on conference the last couple of weeks where, you know, it maybe maybe to some like places it might have lost its luster. You see some teams kind of use it to get their guys healthy. The fact that it's, uh, you know, before the postseason series, how teams kind of will, we'll see teams kind of like rest conference a little more. Yeah, I I can't walk back what I said. It's on air. It's out. It's out there in the ether. <laughs> we saved receipts, as Teague's like, Teague likes to say. But man, oh man, was I wrong? <laughs> um, you see how many how many good team races there were, how many good finals there were, and to see like you can tell there's a lot of good intense wrestling going on. And I think it's safe to say, Steve, conference tournaments are alive and well. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. A lot of good races, a lot of good finals. It was fun. It's fun to watch the results all day long. Uh, first tournament of that we have up here is the big eight conference tournament. Top five teams in this one. Uh, Janesville Craig fifth with 152, Middleton fourth with 155 and a half. Madison East was third with 157. Janesville Parker second with 228 and Sun Prairie winning the big eight with 263 points. Yeah, Sun Prairie by 35. I made a special note, Teague, of, of Madison East, third. Third place in this one has 13 wrestlers. I was watching a few social media posts as well. Just uh, Madison East is one of those programs. We, we've talked all year long about programs on the rise, and Madison East is definitely fitting in that category. A couple of weight classes that I had for the big eight uh, at one of 38 Landon Colson of Janesville Craig went in a nine to six match over Dylan Muhlenberg of Sun Prairie. And then I think the theme of the night, Steve, is probably going to be talking heavyweight matches. I mentioned uh, I have heavyweight written down uh, 12 times out of the, the 30 or so tournaments that we have here. Nice. <laughs> so it was the week of the heavyweight. But I just got to make note, Jackson Mankowski of La Follette, the man child, picks up a dirty 30 with 15 takedowns, <laughs> winning at 30 to 14. How often do you see a heavyweight going 15 takedowns in three minutes and 50 seconds? 
to, to get a tech fall. I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I have never seen it happen. Uh, that's just awesome. That's a, he's an athlete, but uh, 138 pounds. I'm gonna make note of Tiki. That was the closest match of the big eight finals. And Landon Colson of Johnson Creek wins nine to six over Dylan Mucklenburg uh, of Sun Prairie. And here's the thing. Mucklenburg was down seven to two going uh, into the, into period three, but he made it interesting scoring four points, kind of, kind of getting that one a little bit close, but uh, excellent finals match at 138 pounds. Next tournament up is the Capital Conference Tournament. Top five team scores here. Poinette fifth with 145 and a half. Watertown Luther Prep fourth with 146. Marshall third with 153 and a half. Uh, Sugar River, the runner-ups with 212 and a half. And Lodi running away with things a little bit, scoring a 357 and a half points. It's crazy when you look at it, Lodi with their run. In this conference, 38th Capital Con- Conference victory for Lodi, 30 in a row. Well, shoot, I risked my, I was going to say, Teague, were you alive or dead? <laughs> I'm sorry, dead. That's the wrong word. Were you alive or not even created yet? The last time Lodi did not win the Capital Conference. And uh, I don't think you were. It was 30 years ago. What are you, 29? I was just a twinkle in my father's eye at the time. <laughs> twinkle in your father's eye. But you're really impressed. But, you know, obviously Lodi ran away with it. I just thought it was a nice five-way. I was kind of following it where I was and clicking refresh. And it was a nice five, five-way five team race for third for a while with Marshall, Watertown, Luther Prep, Waterloo, Poinette, and Cambridge. Uh, they were all just kind of battling back and forth for a while. Cambridge is up there. And then eventually Marshall obviously won out for third. but. Uh, another story in there for fourth, Watertown, Luther Prep, Waterloo, and Poinette. There were 146 points, 145, and 144 uh, that short span. So, you know, obviously Lodi with so many in the finals kind of ran away with it. But it was a it was a fun race for second, third, fourth, and fifth for a while. Yeah, Steve, when looking at the close matches, it seems like Lodi just pulled a lot of close matches out in the clutch as well. Uh, Evan Clary beat Tucker Cobb of Marshall eight to six at one twenty six, one fifty two. Maybe this one, uh, like surprisingly close, I would say, but Zane licked, uh, beat Eli Leonard of sugar river eight to three. So give props to the freshman for keeping it within five of licked. Also lick did get the season takedown record as I uh, found out on social media. And yeah. Oh, do you have another one? T- yeah. At 100. Uh, I just, oh Yeah. You're up, buddy. You're up. No, no, I'm, it's it's all you. Sorry, we're 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 figuring things out. It's like it's our first time doing this. <laughs> At 160 pounds, this one was a big one for me, Steve. Kyler Clemens beating a Poinette's James Amaker in ultimate tiebreaker six to five. Wow, that is a big one, big time. Yeah. I, I, I found it fun. I like to look at stories behind the story. 170, 170 pounds, two freshmen in the battle for Lake Mills Teague. The high school is right across the road from each other. Colton, Colton Schultz of Lakeside Lutheran wins eight to four over Erin Burling from Lake Mills. Burling was actually up in that one four to nothing, but Schultz was just too tough on top. He got six points near fall throughout the battle. And then uh, the last uh, one at two twenty, another close match. Steve, uh, five to three between Nick Week of Lodi and Jackson Geithner of Poinette. So that's what we got for the Capital Conference Tournament. Moving on to uh, the Hard O North Conference Tournament. I just need to quit saying Conference Tournament because we know what it is. Uh, <laughs> top five teams: uh, Lady Smith one fifty seven, Northwestern one sixty seven and a half. They tied with Cumberland for third. 
Uh, Hayward at Northwood, again, second seed with 171 and a half. St. Croix falls out uh, with 269 and a half to win the Hardo North. St. Croix falls big by 98 points. Uh, I took a look at the battle for second place, Teague, and I had it up and I should have kept it, but I was clicking all over. Uh, Hayward was second, four points over Cumberland, but uh, they were tied going into heavyweight, Teague. If I did my math right, tied going into it, Schaefer ends up losing to Johnson of St. Croix Falls. So sophomore Micah Butler with the pin for third gets the second place, uh, two place, uh, second place points, and then he gets two points uh, for the pin for them to win by four. So nice job by that young man, the sophomore. The butler did it in this case. <laughs> is that a clue reference? <laughs> it is. Well, it is, but it's also, uh, who's the guy from ESPN that makes that? Uh, Chris, um, gosh, Boomer, Chris Berman. Chris, uh, B- Berman, Chris Berman. Yeah, yep. because the butler did it. He always when he was talking <laughs> about Leroy Butler. Couple of other good matches in the finals. D'Angelo Sardina of Hayward. Another big win there uh, for that team race. Beat Mason Utgard of St. Croix Falls at seven to six. Then at 138 pounds, uh, Connor Krieger of Superior and Caden Clark of St. Croix Falls. Two pretty good wrestlers. Uh, ended up being five to two in uh, Krieger's favor. And then uh, the girls' tournament, Steve, uh, they had a couple of weight classes representing there. Congratulations to Angela Zimmerman of Barron and um, McKaylee Scarley of Barron as well for a winning their conference tournament. Hey, right next to each other in weight classes, the, the Barron women's wrestling room, uh, pretty solid. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I apologize. I didn't even, I must, I must not scroll down far enough. I missed the girls side of that. Moving on to the Lakeland conference tournament there it is again shell lake fifth with 99 points <laughs> turtle lake clayton fourth with 113 unity third with 165 luck at grantsburg frederick siren was the runner up to 171 and clear lake winning it with 232 points at clear lake just a great team uh i i was uh it's just fun. I clear Lake is one of those programs. I think uh, um, might be able to represent, represent their area, represent their conference at, at team sectional. So rooting for those guys. And see, I, I just found a couple names. I like searching for names and I, I messaged this to you last night and as well as Matt verbatim, but uh, there's another Jackson Fox out there. Teague 106 pounder from unity. Uh, I, I, I liked your response back. Teague, you said, man, I, I, if he's got big shoes to live up to the 2013 state champ of, Jackson Fox from Wrightstown, but that was kind of fun <laughs> to uh, see the duplicate name there. A hey, good little shout out for uh, for Wrightstown grad right there. Absolutely, and I, I, I you know, it's funny. Was that ten years ago now? I wonder if Jackson Fox from Unity even knows there's a Jackson Fox from Wrightstown out there that won a state championship. So you know, maybe he can uh, uh, until he wins his own, he can show people in the book and maybe just put his thumb over the Wrightstown and uh, say, "Hey, look, look at that state championship right there." <laughs> well hey maybe after this show he'll know about him now a <laughs> couple <laughs> of good so, right couple of good matches i like from this one it was a ronan garcia and caden chandler uh garcia from bruce chandler from clear lake uh it was an eight to seven battle garcia ended up coming out on top at 113 and then at 145 pounds tyler sunday and troy at duelman at sunday out of clear lake duelman out of cornell gilman uh, Sunday won that one six to four, Steve, between 
two guys. I wouldn't be shocked to see them on the podium uh, at the Cole center in the future. Yeah. You talked about that Chandler, that Chandler match. Uh, he was able to get the takedown with one minute left and then fend off the attacks to hold on, you know, hold on to that victory. So um, just a great match there at 113 pounds. All right, moving a couple tournaments that we had north here, moving down south to the Rock Valley Conference. And do you smell what the Rock is cooking, Steve? It's another Evansville <laughs> Conference title. Top five teams. Yeah, I wonder how many that is in a row for them. <laughs> Edgerton with 138. Turner fourth with 158. Clinton with 166 was third. Whitewater second with 188. And Evansville winning it with 254 points. Like you said, I'm interested to know what that streak is now. I'm sure we'll get an answer on that one. The match that I had a note from this one, a sudden victory of matchup at 138 where Joe Lomar of Broadhead Judah beat Justin Teague of Turner four to two. Teague, all I wrote in my notes was 138 pounds, Teague, take it away. It's all yours, man. <laughs> Have at it. You know, it hurt a little bit to talk about, but credit to Lomar. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Evansville Teague is just ready for that postseason run. Uh, obviously, they're putting things together. They got they got uh, Heiser back to make that run for Team State. Um, you know, just a great, great program program there. And uh, I, Teague, is that would that be their first trip to Team State? I cannot remember. Evansville uh, has not. made. I think they made it in 2014. I want to say. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was trying to get it up to you. If, if for some reason my internet, sorry, is not, I think uh, I think being, it might be it might be fifteen. It might be fifteen. Anyways, keep going. I'll figure it oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Could you look up two hundred twenty pounds for me and tell me the result? Um, I just got to give a little shout out to a great young man, uh, Jacob Winky of Edgerton. He just uh, I'm not going to go totally into it as far as his story, but this guy. Um, he, he's, <laughs> that's, you know, they say people are born with silver spoons in the mouth or whatever it is. And and that's not Jacob. He has worked for everything he has had. Um, he's had some, uh, um, I'm just going to say difficulties growing up, not in a financial way, not in anything else, just, uh, 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 personally. And he, he works hard. He goes to camps. He does all this, uh, this kind of stuff. He has gotten into wrestling and wrestling as, um, you could say wrestling has transformed him, but he has transformed wrestling. I, I can't think of a better story for people to, to realize that hard work and determination pay off, uh, pays off because, uh, Jacob Winky, when I saw that he was a conference champion, man, um, uh, it just, it brought a tear to my eye. I know the family, family personally, I, I know them well, and, uh, just being able to see this fine young man, uh, when it, it was awesome. And, I tell you, every time I see him, I walk into a tournament and there he is, big smile on his face and comes on over and, and, and shakes my hand. And uh, I'm just very proud of him. So, Jacob, way to go. Hey, it's stories like that that show, you know, so some things are bigger than wrestling, right? hundred percent. What does he have, Teague? What is his uh, record right now? 31 and eight as a senior. 31 and eight, man. Oh, oh, holy cow. And I'll have to check out his sectional, but obviously... Uh, you know, it'd be fun to watch him go to go to make it to you know top four in regionals, go to sectionals, and go in there and battle and and see if he can't get that trip to Team State. If he does, I'm going to be front and center and watching him. Moving on to the southeastern tournament, uh, top five teams are seen. Case fifth with 128. Kenosha Indian Trail was fourth with 167 and a half. Oak Creek was third with 192. Kenosha Tremper with a good runner up performance. Uh, with 202 and then Franklin 
clinching the conference. I don't know if they do like a dual t- tournament deal or whatnot, but you got to feel good when you win the duels and the tournament, Steve. They won it with 229. Yeah, they won by 27, and that's kind of how they that conference does it. They have a, a dual conference champion and then a tournament conference championship. So Franklin has won both of those. So congratulations to them and what they're putting together down there in Franklin. Team State qualifiers last year, obviously looking to make that run again. Uh, Teague, a couple weight classes, 138 pounds. Sullivan Ramos, Kenosha Indian Trail, 145 pounds. Corbin Ramos. Kenosha Bradford. I know you know the story, Teague. Are they? Uh, uh, I know we had what we had them on for the team sectional preview. But what's the story there? Yeah, bad look, but I don't remember it. I, I'm just oh, going to say cousins. Too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Love <laughs> to have the coach on, but uh, I thought this was big. 220 pounds. Uh, Talon Summers took third place. He's very good. I'm pretty confident he's in the rankings. But uh, uh, Tyler Hansen and Ethan McLean, Ethan McLean, Kenosha Bradford. He was the one that beat Talon Summers, I believe, uh, in the semis. But um, obviously an upset there, but placing ahead of them is, uh, uh, you know, that's a good resume builder. A few brackets that I caught my eye at. Heavyweight, not often you see a sophomore and a freshman going at it for a conference title there. Jake Peekar of Franklin, who you got to see in action. He beat uh, Declan Nason of Racine Case uh, three to one. Then uh, at 170 pounds, uh, Manny Joseph of Franklin and Landon Goncharo of Kenosha Tremper put on a four to three match. Uh, Joseph won the, the conference title at 170. And then at 106 pounds, Steve, I don't know if it's different guys or not, but uh, Joel Rivas of Oak Creek beat Gavin C of uh, of Franklin four to one. Is that a rematch from the duel? No, I looked it up. That was the same one. Remember, that was uh, the last match of the day where or the night where um uh, Jordan and I were getting all excited because we thought the Franklin kid had the takedown and, uh, and then he didn't end up getting it. Cause he kind of stopped. He thought he had the takedown, I think himself. And then he stopped wrestling and then the old Creek had got the takedown. So I did look, I was curious on that one. And that was the same two kids. Awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a match. I'd love to see a hundred times over man. Um, and a real quick on the team thing too. I, th- I like Tremper's finish. Cause I think, you know, we view Oak Creek as like a good barometer of success down in that part of the state. So I think if you're Tremper, you got to be feeling pretty good heading into the postseason after uh, finishing ahead of them at conference, which also I'm trying to think of what the regional sectional setup might be, but that might be an interesting storyline to follow too. But <laughs> we have 30 conferences to look at, so I can't dig uh, too deep into that now. But also <laughs> right. uh, Evansville qualified. It was 2014 that they made it. Nice job, T. <laughs> All right. Next up is the Trailways Conference. We had a Horicon placed fifth with 106 pounds. Johnson Crick was fourth with 112. Partyville third with 197. Parkview second with 214. And then Marquezan first with 234 and a half. First takeaway t- here, Steve, uh, team wise, is we talk about Parkview and Partyville quite a bit this year. And I think, uh, Parkview being 20 points behind Marquezan, Partyville being 17 behind Parkview. They get shows that they're legit. You know, that's uh, a lot of good things to say about Marquezan and to see those two at two and three in a big conference, mind you, that's uh, that's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, very good. I, I really do like some of the wrestlers that come out of this Trailways Conference. You, you're going to see a lot of place winners at state. Uh, in Division Three of this one. I, Teague, I'll be honest with you. I thought, uh, um, obviously, if I had to do a preseason Who's going to win this conference? I would have said Marquezan, but with how much we followed Parkview this year, 
I, I was really thinking Parkview was going to come out and uh, come out and win this one, but uh, Mark Zaman just too tough. They had five champs on the day. All right, Steve. Next one up. I got to take a big breath before we talk about the the individual brackets here. But Badger Conference tournament always a fun one to to keep track of. Fifth place here, Beaver Dam with one ninety seven. Wanakee was right behind them with one ninety five and a half. Stone was fourth with two thirteen and a half. Watertown third with two seventeen. Milton second with two seventy three and a half. And Reedsburg, the Beavers, are winning it with uh, 293 points. Yeah, I I was trying to do some, I was sending out some texts today and I don't, and I did talk to an alumni, uh, but he was an alumni from a long time ago in the nineties. And he is not sure if Reedsburg has ever won the Badger conference. He's, he's, uh, I was texting a few coaches that I know. I got to say that was their first one. And he was thinking, yeah, Stoughton's won, Milton's won, Sock has won. He goes, "Ah, has Baraboo ever won? I'm like, I don't remember. But this might be Reedsburg's first uh, conference championship in the Badger. Well, and uh, Reedsburg finishing 89 and a half points ahead of Stone. I know a duel could look different, but uh, we did have a Stone-Reedsburg final, both of us, and we both picked Stone to win. So, okay, picks-wise, it's it's looking like uh, Reedsburg might be uh, might be proving us wrong in one sectional. But we've <laughs> seen Stone do crazier things at team sectionals. Stoughton is a dual meet team. They have great coaches, so I imagine that'll be interesting come team sectional time. Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple weight classes, T 126 pounds. I- I've really been big on it. Obviously, Matt Haldeman. T Haldeman was a state runner-up last year. Am I correct in that one? Yes, at 126. But uh, uh, Femrite from Beaver Dam, Avery Femrite from Beaver Dam, I've really liked the development of him, the sophomore, 34-9. You know, it just kind of caught my eye, losing 7-3 to, seven to, three to state runner-up. Uh, it was three to two going into the third team. So uh, just got a young man to watch. Like I said, the sophomore, great development, uh, 132 pounds, number two and number three in the state, Peach and Suddeth. Uh Peach beat Suddeth five to nothing. That's a semifinal match at, at state waiting to happen. Two guys from the same conference and uh, shout out to Aiden Warden, kind of creeping up in the rankings a little bit. He became Fort Atkinson's all-time uh, takedown leader has 100 wins, but he was his conference championship at 170 pounds was Fort Atkinson's first since 2018. You were the you're the first person I thought of when I when I saw that result, Steve. Oh, yeah, there were several conferences I was following pretty closely, and this was one of them. Couple other uh, weight class, a couple. We'll put that lightly, but uh, 106 pounds. The freshman from Wanakee, Mason Spear, hands trainer curtain of Reedsburg his fifth loss on the year. Uh, in the semifinal, Steve uh, ends up winning at the conference tournament, 145 through 160, just an absolute gauntlet. Uh, Royce Nilo and Cole Sarbacher went at it. Nilo won at seven to one. Didn't post about it yet, but uh, Nilo did pick up his hundredth win in the in the tournament. 152 pounds, a one point match between Talon Pickler of Baraboo. He beat uh, Ethan Soderbloom of Stoughton at three to two. 160 pounds, Peyton Fry of Reedsburg beat up Brayson Balwig of Sauk Prairie at four to two in the finals. 220 pounds, the semis interesting here. Beckett Spildy of Stowen hands Jesus Gonzalez of Reedsburg, Steve, his first loss on the year. I think it was a three to two. I forgot if it was a ultimate tiebreaker or not, but man, okay. just a heck of a finish there. Spildy just seems to have the clutch gene in him and then. 
did not hand Aiden Sinclair his first loss of the year, but uh, that uh, that's that's understandable. Then right. Steve, you, you knew we weren't going to go through this tournament without uh, not mentioning uh, 285. Here it how, comes. How about a uh, Griffin MP beating Nolan Vils, the freight train in the semifinals, and then a winning a grudge match against Quesero Gigante, the giant cheese maker himself, <laughs> Isaac Bunker. Pinned him in 152. It looked like there was a takedown, a reversal, and then maybe another reversal. But uh read a little thing uh in some paper. Sorry for the bad credit. Uh, but uh MP just said he was disappointed in the amount of times that he wasn't at the top of the podium this year, and you could tell by the picture he was just absolutely jacked up. He's just a good kid nice. and you you root for his success whenever. So, you know, you know, we're big Isaac Bunker fans, but it's also also love to see Griffin MP at the top of the podium as well. Yeah. Good luck on your run kid for the next three weeks, bringing home that state title, right? Exactly. Next up here is the Woodland tournament. Top five teams with Sco Luther and fifth with one twenty eight and a half. West Dallas central fourth with one thirty. Whitnall Greendale third with one sixty seven and a half. Pewaukee of runner ups with one seventy two and a half. And how about in New Berlin running away with it with two hundred forty five points? Yeah, big time Teague man. I tell you, uh, I I saw one hundred thirteen pounds. This guy, young man, has been catching our eye all year long. Maximus Hay, thirty four and one freshman. His only loss this year is out-of-state, an out-of-state wrestler at mid-states, Teague. So uh, keep an eye on that young man, 113 pounds, going to be in the mix for a place on the podium. And uh, the finals overall, Teague, not a lot caught my eye other than this. Nine falls, two tech falls, and one major. So not a lot of close matches in the finals of this one. Yeah, I think a few uh, matches that I had highlighted, uh, 132, uh, Aiden Elmore of uh, South Milwaukee beat Riley Gunther of Whitnall Greendale, 8-3. to three. Uh, Then at 170 pounds, Jack Gillis of New Berlin-Eisenhower beat Connor Tubin of Milwaukee, 10-5. to five. And then uh, at heavyweight, uh, I think just a big win for Jordan Jackson of Wisconsin Lutheran. I don't know if they've wrestled already this year, but Spiral Para from New Berlin's a pretty good wrestler. And mm-hmm. Jackson, who's 38 and one on the year, got a pin in one minute, 59 seconds there. Nice way to go, Jackson. Next up, Steve, I am excited to talk about this one. Uh, the Big East <laughs> Conference Tournament. Oof. Top five teams with the Big East. Michigan fifth with 113, Random Lake fourth with 164, Oostburg third with 171 and a half, Reedsville second with 206, and then at Cedar Grove of Belgium, the Rockets winning it with 260 and a half. So in a dominating fashion, Steve, they even had a couple of guys that didn't wrestle in the finals. But Steve, I just got to say with Cedar Grove, Belgium, man, uh, <laughs> When I got sent an Instagram message yesterday and I heard us talking and I realized <laughs> that we were being sampled because I've, I've seen on TikTok a couple of times. It's like a, it's a, the artist is Metro booming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's basically used as like a sports hype video. And like, they'll have that, like where people have monologues or whatever. And then it goes into like the montage. Yeah. And it took me a few seconds to realize what was happening. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're being used for like a hype video. And, <laughs> and I told the guy that sent me, I'm like, this is like the greatest, this is like one of the best compliments we could have gotten. He said that, uh, the Cedar girl Belgian folks, they're friends of the show. And they, they decided after we talked about them last week, they're going to use the clip for a little highlight reel. And 
Yeah, no, that was just, I got to bring it up because that's actually absolutely awesome. <laughs> that, that is pretty, it was cool. I was, when you sent it to me, I had a smile on my face. So, uh, you know, you wrote it in the, in your notes, Teague, and I started uh, chanting it under my voice. You put rocket power. So I was doing the, we've got rocket power. Shout it <laughs> yes. louder. We've got rocket, right? I mean, they, they, they I, hey, I already said it, but they're prime, man. It's uh, it's it's fun to watch. It's gonna be a good, good off season for them. I think Cedar Grove, the orange and black is gonna be happy. Uh, at early first weekend in March, that wrestling down at at the uh, oh, Teague, the barn, the uh, <laughs> it's totally what's the barn called? The Colt, not the Cole Center, the field the house. house. Yeah, there it is. no soundbite on that one. I can't even remember where it is, but uh, <laughs> hey, Cedar Grove had six champs, Reedsville had three. So you're going to win a tournament if you have six champs and a couple other guys in the finals. Uh, my my match of the day, Teague, I always love me a good ultimate tiebreaker. You know, two guys we haven't really talked a lot about, Junior, and I, I apologize, I'm going to know I'm going to butcher these names, but Colin Meisowitz of Elkhart Lake Glen Beulah, Beulah Howard's Grove, ultimate tiebreaker with Jackson Av- Avril of Random Lake. Uh, just love it when they come down to those ultimate tiebreakers. Fun match. Uh, and Random Lake, guys, is only going to lose two seniors this year. Oosberg Teague, eight sophomores on varsity. They have a full team and eight sophomores on varsity. The best thing about having eight sophomores on varsity is next year they become eight juniors on varsity. So this conference is just going to get more and more interesting, obviously. This, and then you throw Reedsville in there. Yeah. And, and random, I mean, the big East, it just seems, uh, they're, they're scary before. It just seems like they're getting tougher and tougher. couple other weight classes finals wise. This is one of the most stacked finals. It seems like, uh, stone Pomeroy beat, uh, Nash Banco of Oostburg seven to five Banco, one of their sophomores that was in the 152 pound finals. Uh, 182 pounds. Joe Schrader of Cedar Grove beat Casey Braun of Reedsville four to two. Uh, two twenty. Devin Sorens of Cedar Grove beat a uh, Logan Marshall of Michigan two to one. And then at heavyweight, Steve, I, I it was a six to two match. But how could I not mention the battle of the Diegos? <laughs> Diego Brandt of Random Lake falling to the big man from Cedar Grove, Belgium. Uh, Diego Morales. Nice. The final. So fun way for, uh, you know, a little cherry on top for Cedar Grove, Belgium. To, uh, Battle of the Diego is probably not the first and most likely won't be the last. <laughs> it was funny. You said not a soundbite because I thought about it. I'm like, all right, don't let this get to your head and don't try to make sound bites. Just like, just be <laughs> natural with it. So <laughs> Cedar Grove Rockets. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh man. How about that Clover Belt Conference tournament in Abbotsford? Nice transition team. <laughs> Top five teams. Bloomer Colfax, fifth with 118. Stanley Boyd and Nielsville Greenwood Loyal tying for third with 128 and a half. Regis Altoona, second with 152. And Kadat winning it with two with 36. Steve, you see a lot of these teams that we talk about could see at, at a team state and it just seems like they're getting into true and they're, they're really getting into form right now. Yeah. hundred percent. And this, this conference, it's always kind of the question of how many state champs are going to come out of this one. Right. I mean, you look at uh, Duke's 25 and oh, Sonnenteg 38 and oh, um, cat was big with six champs. They're going to put those powerhouse guys in the finals and, and they're tough in a regional format Teague, as far as team scoring goes, because they're going to score big points. 
couple of individual matches I liked with this one uh, in the upper weights. 160 pounds, Cole Piper of Kadat beat Hunter Breaker of Osseo Fairchild Augusta Fall Creek 4-0. to I know I feel like Breaker the last few weeks, we've mentioned him on the losing end of matches, Steve. And I think that's going to be a guy we could see really break through in the postseason this year. 182 pounds, uh, Dawson Webster of Kadat and Braden Albi of Redisal Tuna. This almost had to have been uh, the match of the tournament here, but uh, Webster beat Alby three to one in sudden victory there. Combined five losses between the two. And then at heavyweight, Steve, I had a uh, Nathan Zarens of Thorpe Owen with the, he beat a uh, Luis Navarroas of Abbotsford Colby, uh, pinned him in five forty six. I think I had this up for a reason though. If I check out the box score. So, uh, the wrestler from a uh, Colby, uh, Navarroas, the three seed 23 and 15, uh, Zarin's, uh, 20 and one on the year. Oh, that's right. Ro- Rolas was actually up four to two at the time. And then uh, Zarin's chose top in the third period and ended up getting the pin there. Yeah. Wow. That, that's fun to dig into those box scores, ain't it, Teague? You can get lost in it. Oh, yeah. I saw a late pin. I'm like, well, yeah, I got to check this out. Yeah. So, figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I took yours. No, you're good. I was just going to comment on the 182 pound match when you and you took it and you did a great job. So. I'll just sit here and hum my rocket power. <laughs> we are riders on a mission. Okay. But we're, <laughs> Whoa. We're, we're, <laughs> I had no idea where that came from. What? That's the song. Oh, what's that? What I was just singing? Like the rocket power theme song. Yeah. Oh, no. I was just doing the, the chant. The, we've got rocket power. Shout it. That one. That's what I was doing. Anyway. Oh, that's like an actual cheer. I wrote yeah, that's power a cheer because of. I was a kid when I watched the show, so I'm guessing oh. you you did not watch the show Rocket Power. So that's yeah, what I'm probably right. not. And uh, let's Teague's now ripping on my age. I know I just celebrated a birthday, but that's okay. Let's move on. We uh, a rare moment on the show where we show our ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Cooley Conference Tournament. Uh, six teams here. Black River Falls had 109. Westby fifth with 113. Viroqua was fourth with 140. Arcadia. Uh, third with 147 West Salem Bangor. I actually passed their bus on my way to uh, Richland center and they were going to Viroqua. Uh, they were second with 319 Melman, a GET winning it with 360. Steve, what a week for the Titans. I mean, beating Holman and then another team in Holman sectional. That's going to try to get the team stayed up. They beat West Salem Bangor by 41 points. Back in the truck up a little bit, Teague. First off, I do believe it is illegal to pass a school bus. Uh, not quite sure if you can do that. So if there are any uh, police officers listening, please uh, mail that ticket to Teague, unless it was a four-lane highway. Uh, but I digress. The Cooley Conference might be – I just like – every time I talk about the Cooley, it's fun. Uh, and you, you nailed it, Teague. I'm looking at your notes. GET is just hot right now. I, I, I we, we have a team or two every year that we kind of – not doubt, but we just kind of – we think maybe their ship has sailed for a little while, a couple of years, and they're going to have to rebuild. And GET, Mel- Melrose Mindoro, man, they're they're surprising us. They're pri- peaking at the right time here. And here's the good news for them. They only lose three seniors on what will be a senior-dominated t- team next year, Teague. So this just isn't going to be a one-and-done for them. They're going to be even just as powerful next year. Uh, but Teague, you you know this conference very well. Uh, what, what results for the individual stand out for you? 
I liked uh, I liked that 113 pounds, uh, one zero match at 113 in the final, the essential final. They wrestle around Robin, right? But uh, Jaden Geyer, sophomore from Westby, he beat Coda Perny of Melman GET one to zero in the finals there. And then uh, moving all the way up to 160 pounds, Cody Peterson of West Salem Bangor beat Gunnarsson, beat Gunnar Johnson of Melman GET. Three to one at 170. We got the Titans and the Catbirds going at it again. And uh, this time a Titan winning it with Ben Peterson caps off his big week with a pin in six minutes, 36 seconds, Steve over West Salem Bangor's Andy Johnson. Given the time, you know what that means, right? You, you Teague, I literally kid you not for three seconds, you blocked out. So all I heard was, you know what that means? Oh, he pinned him in six minutes, 36 seconds. Oh, so it was in, it was in sudden victory. Yes, sir. I got some free yep. wrestling that day. I love me some free wrestling. And then at 182, Mitchburg of Melman GET beat Aaron DePietro of Viroqua. He pinned him in 521. I like these third period pins because I wonder what the story was before that. And uh, the score was 15 to 11 at the time. So I'm glad I looked at that one because you know how I feel about those matches with a lot of scoring in it. And yeah, that had to have been a, a heart attack for both coaches there, Steve. Yep, 100%. All right, moving on to the Central Wisconsin Conference Tournament. CWC. The CWC Conference. I think that's like calling an ATM an ATM machine, right? <laughs> right. CW. Maybe the other, the third, second C is uh, something different. Fair. Central Wisconsin <laughs> uh, Co-op. There. Conference. Well, yeah, there. we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. Amherst was fifth with 100 points. That's not Why- it. Why a week of Fremont fourth of 164, Bonduel third with 174, Wittenberg of Burnhamwood, a runner ups with 203, and a Shy Octon winning it with 273 and a half points. T, click on Shy Octon's roster, right? I mean, they're just getting stronger and stronger. They are going to lose four seniors this year, this year and four good seniors, but they have five freshmen and five sophomore starters in their lineup. I mean, that's going to be. 10 underclassmen, 10 underclassmen that next year, obviously some are going to be juniors, but they're going to be just as good next year. So Shackton, man, one heck of a program. Uh, I got two weight classes, T. Jackson Bogaz of Bondowell, Riley Shurg of Wyweega Fremont. That one ended up 2-0 with Bogaz winning. And, and the only score of the match, the only score of the match came in a takedown early, and then both guys took down and they got ridden out by each other. So two points. Decides it first period two to nothing with for Jackson Bogaz of Bondwell. Oh, yeah, my second weight the- class. Oh, Giovanni Mata uh, of Tri County. Uh, if there's anybody out there, there was a Mata who was a state champ in the early 2000s, and I cannot remember his first name, and I have to look it up. But I'm just wondering if there's any any relation there. Obviously, obviously, there's got to be. Uh, but just nice to see another Mata uh, moving on up. But the finals, 182 pounds, two ranked guys. Uh, number three and number one, Helzer and, and, oh shoot. I can't remember my writing. Is that Bogaz again? Uh, well, which, which weight? Yep. Uh, Bogaz, 108. Tyson Bogaz of Bondowell, yep. 35 and one senior. Deion Helzer, Shyacht and 33 and 10 senior. But, uh, once again, two ranked guys in that 182 pound final for the CWC. 
at 113 pounds, the pin here. So a fall in six minutes, um, a couple of freshmen, Isaiah Sanchez of Shyockton and Ben Miller of Wittenberg Burnham Wood went down to the wire. Um, Sanchez was down five to seven, Steve got a takedown. It had to have been right to Miller's back because it knotted things up. And then the match ended right at the end. So I think it probably was just one of those deals where uh, Miller, once he got to his back and near false whites were awarded, you, you know, you're, you're, you're just done at that point. Right. Yeah. And, right. And you probably think the match is just over considering the pin happened at exactly the six minute mark. hundred percent. And then one sixty, uh, Dylan Herb of Shy Octon. He beat uh, Donovan Vega Von Duell. Just giving Vega a shout out here. Uh, congrats on the conference runner up finish. Uh, I would consider him a friend of the show. We've seen him on our uh, social media a few times. So, yes. Yeah, give give him a little shout out. Before we move on to the next part of our show, just a few quick words from our sponsors. First, we have the WWF State Camp brought to you by Beast Cage. The state tournament is nearly upon us. Join the Beast Cage staff for our second annual WWF Youth State Prep Camp. No one knows how to prepare for the postseason like the 10-time national champion Dennis Hall. Athlete training will consist of situational wrestling from multiple common trouble spots for youth athletes, followed by live goes from all positions. Multi-athlete families save $10 on each additional athlete after the first full price entry. Sign up on Track Wrestling or text or email Brian Bach with the contact information below. Payments accepted at the door on Track Wrestling or PayPal and Venmo. Our location is 3039 State Highway at 73 at Wisconsin Rapids 54495. For additional information, text or call 715-459-4090 or email obsessedwrestler36 at gmail.com. The camp did fill up quickly last year, so don't miss out on this great opportunity to prepare your child for the youth state tournament. Next up is Sports World. Sports World specializes in apparel and custom sublimation on quarter zips, warm-ups, and singlets. And that's not all. Sports World can help you with all your equipment needs. Headgear, knee pads, backpacks, mat tape, mat cleaner, mops, scorebooks, and wrestling mats. Along with equipment, Sports World is now offering low minimums on customized championship singlets and can also help you with your conference and state shirts with extremely low turnaround time. We are a month away from the postseason, so be sure to check out Sports World for those needs. Travis Korth, Eric Rukoff, and Mark Farrell are your go-to guys when it comes to apparel. So check out the website link in our podcast description, give them a call, or email Travis at SportsWorld1.com to get started today. And last, we have Fun Company Game Room Store. Located in downtown New Lisbon, Fun Company Game Room Store has everything you need to spruce up your home. They have pool tables, dartboards, and arcade games, perfect for a basement or a bar, along with all the accessories from dart tips to pool sticks. As for outdoor fun, they have a variety of hot tubs and Traeger grills to keep you warm this winter. Also sold are meat church and Traeger rubs, spices, sauces, and pellets. So head over to funcompanygameroomstore.com. If you let them know that we sent you, you do get a free accessory with your first purchase. That's funcompanygameroomstore.com. The Fun Company Game Room Store is your one-stop shop for it all. And now back to the show. Uh, moving on to the East Central Conference Tournament. Steve, I didn't have matches for this one, but I uh, I got a top six. I think I was too focused on uh, trying to find the game-changing match. So you'll be able to help yeah. me here. 
But uh, I, I got something, but I, you got to stall for me because I got to get the conference up. You got it. Uh, Rippon was six with 67 and a half. Berlin fifth with 72. Plymouth fourth with 105 and a half. Wapon third with 161 and a half. Hewaskum second with 239. And Winnicotti winning it, Steve, with 246 and a half points. Man, how about a battle between uh, those two at the top? <laughs> right. Another team, you know, Kiwaskum, and, and don't take this the wrong way, Kiwaskum, but I didn't I didn't think Kiwaskum was going to have that good of an overall. I knew they're going to have great individuals, but I didn't know if they were going to have that good of a team this year. So just shout out for them making it that close because we know how good Winnicani is. But Teague, I, I dug into it. Did you did you find it at all? As far as the, I, the I team did not. Race? Well, just see a couple results right off the bat. Um Avery Petrashka beat up Braden Gissel of Kiwaskum uh, eight to two at one eighty two, and then Dylan Soik of Kowaskum, who's a pretty solid wrestler, actually got pinned by Jacob Martin of Berlin at yeah, a one ninety-five. Jacob Martin is not ranked. I was looking at 82, 95, 220, and I did not see him. So that might propel him into the rankings. And uh, Soik was up at the time. Martin m- must have got a reversal to the back there. But I think, you know, obviously it's a lot of matches that lead up to that point. But still, I think... Uh, Winnicani breathing a little sigh of relief there. They were probably uh they're probably Berlin fans for a second. <laughs> absolutely cheering for him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh so, so T, here's here's what I what I found for the team team race. And if I if you can jump up to 220 and 285 for me in case I butcher any of these names, I want to make sure I I have it. Um, because we all know my handwriting every week I say I'm gonna write neater and then the week comes and I don't because I'm doing these too late at night with the lights off and, and this is what happens. But here's what I have. Going into 220, the Wolves only had, Winnicottie only had a, a point and a half lead. Kiwaskum still had a heavyweight, Dominic Ever, Eversman. Is that correct? Eversman? Yep. He was yes. still going to be in the finals, right? So so we don't know, right? He could, he could win there. And if he does, that's going to uh, turn things around. So Desmond Walker, Walker's win at 220 pounds in the finals was the big, uh, was big for them and pretty much sealed the deal. So it was not, it it was not set in stone as far as who was going to win this until after 220 until 220 pounds. Wow. (laughs) Yep. That's uh, that's one that keeps the fans on the edge of their seats for a while. Next up is the, is this the Eastern Wisconsin conference then? Yeah, must be yeah. with uh, Brilliant and Keel. Yeah, so top five teams here. Sheboygan Falls with 177. Chilton fourth with 181. Two Rivers at 188. Keel with 192 and a half. Brilliant winning it with 217. You know, Steve, a kind of a kind of a good battle where Brilliant looks like they ended up running away with it. Maybe not running away with it, but a sizable win at the end. But I think Keel, Two Rivers, and Chilton, you, you, you got to like those Bragan rights for second then. And I'm sure there was a fun battle between those three. Yeah, for those schools and brilliant. I I don't remember when they moved into that conference. Obviously, they were in the old Olympian. They were in our conference growing up with Freedom Denmark, right? Sound. Um, so I'm not sure when that transition happened, but uh 113 pounds, 120-60. This kind of fun. I like looking at the numbers and or not numbers, but I like to look at little trends here. Uh 113 and 126, three matches in a row were all brilliant versus Valder's finals. And uh, for this particular one, Brilliant won all of them. They had a Miller and uh, Nichols brother, Nicholas Brothers uh, winning for the Lions. And then we had a trend of four in a row, 160 to 195. 
was four matches in a row with Keel versus Two River Finals. Uh, False was the only Keel wrestler to win at 160, and then they had Clinker, and then we just talked about brothers with the Nichol- Nicholas brothers, but uh, Clinker and the Matthias family went in for Two Rivers at 170, 182, and 195. Wow, that's a fun one there. I actually... Yeah, Steve, I think a lot of it was the bookends. I mean, it was good matches, too, at 120 and uh, 126. Uh, overtime victory for Nicholas over uh, Jack Wendling of Valders, 9-7. to seven. And then uh, Trenton Nicholas beat uh, Garrett Olness of Valders, 4-3. Uh, to three. And then the bookends here, Steve. Ben Keenbaum of Kiel beat Damon Schmidt of a brilliant 8-4. to four. That's a battle between a couple of good wrestlers there at 220. And then... Uh, a classic heavyweight match, Steve. Oh, a two to one battle between Logan C of Chilton and Connor Love Sanford him. of Two Rivers. Yes. And Steve, I don't know why I thought uh Keel Keel and Two Rivers, the name kind of rang a bell to me from oh, they did not play each other in football. They're in different divisions. That would have been cool if that was right, but ignore that. Um <laughs> yeah, right. so that's that's what we got for the EWC. How about uh, the Flyway Conference in Campbellsport? Uh, yes, fifth place, North, North Fond du Lac with 109. Winnebago Lutheran Academy at 133. Amro third with 160. Campbellsport uh, second with 254 and a half. Lomira winning it with 267. I should have asked my uh, Flyway source about how the conference titles divvied up because Campbellsport did beat Lomira, Steve, in the duel. Sure. Is it a coach championship or I know the conference I used to be in that the tournament weighed more than the duels. So if you were the dual champion and uh, the other, another team won the conference and they were second, they end up being the conference champion. So not sure. You're yeah, right. I don't know how it's divvied up. Well, now I'll just test him and see if he's actually listening. So uh, sure, I won't, te- I won't reach out to him. I'll just wait for an answer there, but no, I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually curious to know. That's, that's a fun way though, to, uh, to end the conference tournament season for the flyway. A couple of matches that I liked from that one, uh, Marshall Hankey from Lamira getting the lions off on the right note in the finals to help them with their conference title. He beat Mason Borner from row at seven to five. And going all the way down to 125, an eight to six match between Warren Sauer of Lomira and Aiden Grulke, who's a freshman from Mayville. So credit to the freshman making it to the finals. But uh, he fell to Sauer eight to six. Yeah, I dug into this one a little bit. Lomira had four champs. Camel Sport had five champs. So Camel Sport, uh, more individual champions in this one. And I really thought looking at the team score, I thought, Oh, I was trying to dig into it and see if it was closer than it was. But I think really um, Campbell sport, the reason why I was so close, they just had a great final round to make things interesting. But uh, Lamira just had too big of a lead going into the finals and in the back-to-back championships for the Lamira Lions uh, by Eugene, Eugene Brown at 182 and Warren Sauer at 195. Pretty much if, if there was any chance, it pretty much sealed the deal and put it away. And Steve, I know maybe not a close match, but uh, Austin Blanchard with a tech fall in the finals for what seems to be the first time this year, uh, the Haitian sensation could breathe a little easier going into the finals match and uh, just did his thing and picked up a tech fall. Wasn't a barn burner like we've seen uh, since the start of December. Yeah, Blanchard is usually one of the first ones that likes our Instagram posts, so I kind of <laughs> like that. And uh, uh, I saw a post by him. I think it was on Instagram and it said uh, the revenge tour starts now or something like that. So I thought that was pretty neat post. I feel bad for whoever he's trying to get revenge on then. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Next up is the Fox of Valley Association at tournament took place at Nina. Steve, I believe the last sporting event at Nina High School before they move over to a new high school. Okay. All right. Uh, top five teams here. Appleton North fifth with 153. Kimberly fourth with 159. And Nina third with 183. Hortonville just edging out Nina with 185. And Kakana running away with it with 280 and a half points. Steve, I think the big thing here, though, uh, Hortonville and Nina, it looks like they're going to be the ones battling for that second spot come uh, right. c- come regional time. So, right. uh, and, and I got to throw another team in there. I won't throw it in yet, but there's uh, there's going to be a nice battle at that sectional or regional. I meant, oh, another team. Oh, OK. Keeping it, keep it on the down low or what? That's I guess right. we have well, a regional, I, we have a we'll regional talk, preview. We'll be talking about up. them in a little bit. Oh, OK. You, you got it. All right. At 106 pounds up uh, this one, Steve uh, Jackson, Esther of Appleton North beat a couple of noticeable names. Uh, he uh, beat Cameron Perkovich of a Kimberly. He was actually losing to him in the semis and then uh, pinned Perkovich and then beat Nick Jenkins of Kakana 17 to three in the final. So nice win there by the freshman out of Appleton North 126 pounds. This match alone worth the price of admission. Lucas Peters beat Jacob Herm three to one. In the finals at 152 pounds at Jake Stoffel of Appleton North and Carson Otis of Gipperly went at it. Stoffel won at five to three. And then at heavyweight ended the end of the conference tournament on a big note here. Garth Martell of Oshkosh West and Ben Krieger of Kakana went all the way to ultimate tiebreaker where Martell scored the escape and won four to three. Nice. Wow. That's a good guy. Oh. I like that conference. I was, uh, I coached in that one year and it was, uh, it was a great, great finals. Great, uh, fun one to watch. Next tournament up is the great Northern conference and, uh, top five teams or we had six teams here. So Rhinelander, uh, six with two Oh eight and to go fifth with two thirteen. Mozania closing out that pack there, uh, with two nineteen. Then Tomahawk was third with two fifty eight. Lakeland Mercer was second with 344 and then Medford with a really good conference showing uh with 486 points. Steve, they're they're a team that we uh we said they'd be good. We kind of wrote them off as maybe qualifying for the team sectional, but uh they could be a team that maybe surprises folks a little bit. You're talking Medford, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they always strong individuals on that Medford squad. Tough kids and I I've always said Medford can get Matt Medgard, jeez. Medford, Medgard, were you thinking a, of Edgar? Yeah, what? I don't know what I was thinking. I put Medford and, <laughs> you know, maybe Medford and Edgar will combine uh, programs someday and do a co-op and it'd be Medgar. Um, but yeah, they can just, kind of like what Arrowhead, Arrowhead always has those individuals. Medford too, if they can just get some more 500 wrestlers to fill in, surround around those studs, they just be traditionally a powerhouse program. All right, couple of individual matches I had here. 160 pound final was a round robin, but the last last round matchup between the first and second place finisher. But Zane Grams of uh, Lakeland Union beat Logan Kawa of Medford two to one. And then Steve, a match I just like from this one. We had a 13 to 10 match between uh, Oliver Jansen of Mosani and Levi Vinverzee of Antigo. Steve, a four and five freshman, a two and seven freshman, a 13 to 10 battle is to see who finished fourth or fifth. And, you know, I just, I just love to see it, man. That's, uh, 
you know, it could be easy to call it a day going into that last match and to see them pour on the points, you know, there's still some pride on the line. Right. Yeah. We love our high scored, uh, high scored matches, man. Those are fun. Steve, I had this tab up. I, uh, I kept it up and off to the side because we were not missing this one this year. Yes. One <laughs> of our favorite named conferences that we just, we said we like the name of the conference and then we just passed right by it last year. <laughs> we, we took some flack from that too, T. <laughs> Talking about none other than the Pacer premier conference. Yes. Got five teams, living word, Luther in a fifth with, uh, 100 and all right, let's scroll over here. 101 and a half points. <laughs> Kenosha St. Joseph fourth with 143 and a half. Shoreland Lutheran a third with 148 and a half. Uh, Lake Country Lutheran, the runner ups with 150 and a half. And then Martin Luther uh, top in the conference turn with 167. Steve, I, I like this because you look at like the top five teams, they're all teams that we, you know, talk about their programs that seem to be growing quite a bit. And now a good good battle for second. The numbers are getting better, but Martin Luther's showing they're still just a, a little step ahead of the game right now with their first place finish. I over the last couple of years and, and this year as well have seen all the teams at this particular tournament, and they're all energetic. They're all excited. They cheer for each other when when one of their teammates gets a guy in their back. They're all standing up and you know pit pit pit. It, it's fun. They're uh, they're fun programs. Um, yeah, it's yeah. The the like I said, I just I just well, can only imagine this tournament was pretty exciting. Um, I just got a couple wrestlers to highlight. Koji Campbell Teague, do the math for me quick. His four matches went thirty six seconds, nineteen seconds, thirty three seconds, and twenty four seconds. I don't even think he wrestled a whole period. He did if not. I, it was one minute and fifty two seconds. Nice job, Teague. Your brain and your math skills just always uh, they're awesome. And then. Uh, Dolphin at 106 pounds, right? These are two dominant wrestlers who this one particular tournament, if you want to call it a conference tournament, could produce two state champs. And I will note this 132 pounds, Mason Gill. We were talking about him earlier. Where is he? Well, Mason Gill is back and Mason Gill. I don't want to say he'll be a state champ, but I think he's uh, he'll, he could be in the running to get a state medal. So this particular tournament could, could have three state medals. And I want to say um, 145 pounder. And I cannot remember his name from this conference as well. Uh, for D3 might be in the running for a medal. It might be uh, so Calvin Stram is 25 and seven. He won the conference tournament. Yep. Oh, I'm trying to think, think of what other, what other weight class it could be. Uh, well, hey, if Calvin Stram wins a conference tournament that uh, he can, he can keep that receipt right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> a couple matches. I liked Adam Davis of Kenosha, St. Joseph, and uh, Jerry Leapin of Living Word Lutheran, uh, they wrestled in the last round to determine who would win. And uh, Davis beat Leapin uh, eight to six in sudden victory. And then at 182 of Matthew Dobson of Lake Country Lutheran and Lucas Radji of uh, Shoreland Lutheran, uh, they were had a four to two finals match. Dobson, a 33 and one senior, Steve. So uh, haven't really caught his name yet, but that's a pretty, pretty solid season so far for him. That's right. What weight class was that, T? 182. Okay. All right. Moving on quick. We have the Northeastern Conference and the Bay Conference uh, Clash. Uh, they had a ladies tournament. Top five teams. New London and Wrightstown tied for fifth with 17. West of Pier had 21. The fourth place finish. Green Bay United 
third with 28. Marinette, the runner-ups with 57. And a Shawano Community winning it with 78 points. One match I really liked from this one at 132. Maddie Faulkner of Xavier beat Bella Bullock of West Appear 7-3 in what uh, was the closest finals match there. Oh, Two see, girls I, that I we uh, I would not be surprised to see uh, on the podium come state tournament time. Yeah, right. No, that's good. Yeah, Shawano Community, seven wrestlers on their program, and uh, most of them just having one, two, or three, but I, I tell you, it's fun to see. I think there was a stat that came up. I, I saw every state flashing up what their girls' growth was this year, and uh, all over the country, girls' wrestling is on the rise. That was a really cool graphic. I think Flo did that one. That was awesome. All right, next up is the Scenic Ridge and River, Steve. A three-conference battle. Can you name the three conferences? Little West Scenic? Side Wisconsin trivia for you. Oh, Teague, I cannot. Uh, Scenic Ridge and Rivers? <clears throat> nope, nothing. Let me tell you, for three conferences, they like they uh, nailed combining the names. It's Scenic Bluffs, the Ridge and Valley, and the Six Rivers Conference. Oh, okay. All right. I should have known looking at the name. I just thought Scenic Ridge and Rivers was the conference, but should have looked deeper. Top five teams here was uh, Cash in fifth with 92. Pecatonica Argyle fourth with 100. DeSoto third with 113. Royal second with 156 and a half. And then uh, Ithaca Weston winning it with uh, 221 and a half points. Ithaca Weston, man. We've had a lot of fun following them over the last couple of years. Total domination in this one. Uh, I took a look at the 106 pound final. And Teague, hopefully you can pop it up because once again, I can't totally read my writing. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, destroy these guys' names, but Levi Worley of River Ridge Caspel, he was down six to three going into the third period when Sam Degner, Degner of Royal, uh, Sam, Sam Wagner of, of Royal. He it's took Samson neutral. Degner. Sorry. Yeah. Samson Degner. Also no, no problem. But uh, did I get Worley right? Yeah. Yeah. Wor- it is uh, Le- Levi Worley. Worley. Okay. Worley. He comes back, he gets three takedowns in that one in the period to come from behind and take the conference championship. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, that looked like a pretty fun finish to a good match there. And then at 170, David Fargan of Weston Ithaca and Colin O'Neill followed that up pretty well. Fargan beat uh, the senior out of cash in two to one and the had to go to the 232nd tiebreaker period there. Sorry, David Fargin. Fargin is what it Fargin. is. My okay. my bad. Yep. And then at heavyweight, uh, Ryan Biermeyer of Ithaca Weston beat Austin Culpit. Steve, it was a pin in three minutes, 52 seconds, but a pin at heavyweight. You know, I had to look it up. Biermeyer yep. was down five at the time of the pinfall. Okay. Nice. So I uh, nice. can't, can't count these big guys out. I think uh, he chose top and just went to work and again, got the pin there. That seems to be the, a more common move nowadays, Steve. What's that? The pin? <laughs> like no a heavyweight like choosing top and then just oh yeah right yeah right. yeah why i mean <laughs> i i tell a lot of that why why go down underneath all that girth right ah uh, yes the pin one of the one of the more popular <laughs> moves in wrestling <laughs> put them in the pin <laughs> pin them like what should i do from... i should put it put them in the pin <laughs> all right the southern lakes conference Top five teams, uh, Union Grove with 157 and a half. Delavan Dairy in fourth with 162. Wilmot Union a third with 170. 
Badger second with 176 and a half. And then a Burlington went in with 257 points. Peak Burlington's good. I don't know if you knew that or not. I forgot to even look to see how many they won, how many championships they won, but they just had a ton in the finals and lots of great fine. I really, lots of, there was a lot of conference tournaments where it seems like there was a lot of pins in this one. There was not, there was fantastic matches in the finals, but Teague, let me tell you about the big fellas, 220 pounds, Grant Otter, Burlington and Yandel Flores of Badger. Uh, there was a stalling point late to Otter and that sends it to sudden victory. Right. And then Flores end up from Badger ends up getting the quick takedown in sudden victory for the championship, but the big fellas put on a show. Yeah. A couple other uh, matches that I liked from uh, that one. Like I said, Steve, it's just the, the, the weekend of the big man, <laughs> 100, uh, 120 pounds, Hudson halter and uh, Gianni Rabiato of uh, Wilmot union had a five to four match. And at 126, uh, Chris Carbosh of Delavan and Ben Guerra of brilliant had an eight to six finish. Then I uh, saw a 160, a 12 to 11 finish there, Steve. K Boy to Burlington beat Nathan Huff of uh, Delavan Darien there. So that's what we got for the Southern Lakes. Steve, next one up. This one I just happened to be. Also, I'm sorry if I parroted you on any weight classes there. Just had a little no, technical good. difficulty on my end. So, yeah, no, you can take the, uh, the SWC swall, man. You were there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll run through what I have. And then uh, if you got anything to follow that I may have missed, then, then you got it. But uh, uh, top five teams here, uh, Riverdale fifth with 140, Mineral Point fourth with 197, Iowa Grand Highland third with 232. Remember that they finished ahead of Mineral Point. We uh, did not pick Iowa Grant Highland to uh, make it, make it out of that uh, super regional. Prairie Duchene second with two eighty nine and a half. They came a roaring back in the last couple of rounds, Steve, and uh, they did lose to Fenimore. Fenimore scored two ninety seven. Just a great day for the Golden Eagles. As uh man, that that team race was just uh, absolutely a fun one, man. I'd, uh, yeah, I was I was watching your call Teague uh, for a little while, so it was it was good. And I I was going to ask you about the team race. Was it did it come down to it, or uh, was there was the crowd pretty into it? It was. I think it. So Prairie Duchene needed a lot of things ha- to happen in the finals, and then it got to where like they needed three wins in a row with pins from like ninety five to heavyweight, and Fenimore needed to lose. Yep. And then I think once at 220, they lost, and that was kind of ended the, the comeback campaign there. Uh, running through, I mean, Steve, this uh, I'll try not to go weight class by weight class here, but I got to see Hawk and Peterson at Dodgeville in action for the first time. The yeah. freshman does not wrestle like a freshman. Just uh, <laughs> I was really impressed with his quickness and uh, just with his chain wrestling on top. Uh, he did pin Cade Birchman of Fenimore in the finals. 120 pounds, Steve. There was just a couple of brackets that were absolute barn burners, including in the semi. How about Roan Carey of a mineral point, the 38 and four sophomore ending two undefeated seasons in the same day. Wow. Beat Reed Spurley. I believe it was a 10 to seven in uh, the semis. Uh, Spurley's first in-season loss in almost two years. For those of you that listen to the broadcast are like, yeah, you said that like eight times. Yeah. Uh, then beat Amron Nutter of Fenimore at two to one in the finals. I know he beat Nutter last year, but still uh, ended an undefeated season. Just something that's pretty cool. You know, and it's a mineral point Fenimore match. The crowd's pretty into it. So 
Yeah. The atmosphere was just fun for that one. Steve, I just think uh, I'm going to package deal these two, but I think a reason we didn't uh, put Iowa Grant Highland too high is uh, we didn't know about their freshman class. And right when you have champions, uh, you, you know, you have champions of this conference clash at 126 and 152. They're probably helping your team a little bit in the big picture. Hunter right. Stevens just uh, dominated his way through the tournament at 126, and he's just been absolutely fun to watch. I'm glad I got to see him, you know, for the first time in Richland center, got to track him a little more closely throughout the year. And then Jackson Bussey, another guy who get this, Steve, he was losing his match at the Richland center invite to a senior. That was a state qualifier ended up getting a reversal and ended up winning the match. Like at the end was losing yep. to Luke Kramer, got a reversal and ended up winning the match. I, it, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it went down, but just uh, absolutely impressive showing by those two freshmen jumping back to 138 pounds. Brett Koenig came out on top and just an absolute barn burner of a bracket. He uh, wrestled Owen Seffrood for the, the 18th time in two years. I don't know yep. what, what that count it's, is, but it's crazy. Steve, you got to see it in person. I got to see it in person now. And let me tell you, wow, that just absolutely lives up to the hype, man. Yeah. yeah. They, they're <laughs> so evenly matched, aren't they? guys going at it. <laughs> right. They just know each other so well. It's almost like it's almost like you should just go right to the ultimate tiebreaker because you know it's going to come to that every single time. <laughs> and then Koenig ends up beating, uh, wins the rubber match with Lucas Sullivan of Mineral Point, beats him six to five in the finals. So uh, I, I will say this watching Koenig in that match. He, I was kind of not worried. How do I say this the right way? When I saw him at, at by state lose, I'm like, Oh no, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, he's on a downward spell. His three, his three state championships were kind of it. And uh, you know, he got beat there. And, and uh, I, when I watched him at the TKO and watching him on, uh, as you call the action, he's, he's gotten better, right? I mean, he's bounced back from that loss and those couple losses he's had this year and, uh, he's, he's obviously ready to make a run for that fourth state title. Moving on. We got, uh, so I want well, to talk about all the lower weights going to jump right to heavyweight. Steve, uh, ended up being a 10 to two match, but, uh, Porter Mandarano rocking the Mandarano mullet, uh, took home nice. a title for Belmont Platteville. He wrestled Evan Grodd from Fenimore and Grodd loves his throws, man. Just could not, he had like three or four attempts and, Mandarano just uh, would not let it happen. It was one of those matches where even when Mandarano had a six point leader, like this could still end with a throw here. Like it, it kept me on the edge of my seat. It was a great finish to the day. And then, you know, just of course, uh, optics wise, you got to see, I got to see him talk to like a few people and Richland center is just great hosts, man. I, I just love that part of the state. It is, you know, it's definitely like a, our house is your house kind of deal. Right. And, right. uh, uh, they're just really hospitable. All the meat workers, they just had smiles on their faces. When you'd go into the coach's room, the food was really good. By the way, speaking of food, Steve, the, we, I haven't done this in a while, but I gotta, gotta give them some love, but the radio guys next to me, I said, Hey, what's a non sit down place between here and lacrosse that I can eat. And they said, well, there's a couple spots here, but if you want to eat right in Richland Center, there's a really good Mexican restaurant. And I got to give a shout out to Los Amigos 2 in Richland Center. Nice. Went in there. It was a busy night, Steve, and the staff was just on top of everything. Uh, they were just, they were super nice people. And it was a, it was a quick meal, like a quick in and out. And 
I'm not high maintenance either. I just, I really appreciated like the great service and the great food and the atmosphere and everything. And I, I even left a good review on their Facebook and their Google. Cause I told the guy, I'm like, Hey, I got recommended to come here and it lived up to the hype. And I, I don't do that. I don't leave food reviews on well, I'm like, you know what? This guy asked me to do it politely and I'm, I'm going to give him the love. So nice. Job. Los, Los Amigos two in Richland center. I recommend the shrimp chimichangas. So that's, that's what I got for my uh, SWC Swall Clash experience, Steve-O. Nice. All right. Nice. Wisconsin. I always love those food reviews. <laughs> Wisconsin Valley Conference action as we are uh, coming down to the wire here. Uh, here we think, go. Well, yeah, six tournaments. Um, top five teams here in the fifth place was uh, DC Everest with 136 and a half. Merrill was fourth with 159. Wausau West third with 168 and a half. Rapids finishing second with 172 and a half. And then Marshfield winning it with 238 and a half points. Yeah. Love this conference, right? Teague uh, just met a, just met a wrestler today that wrestled for Merrill in the 1970s. And uh, I just talked to him about this conference and how tough it is. And you can just see the pride in his face uh, for it. Once again, I think just like we talked about the Southwest corner of the state, this Valley just has some gritty, gritty kids, tough wrestlers, uh, Marshfield, man, <laughs> they're just a great team talking about gritty. Uh, I'm going to talk about 132 pounds, Maddox, Rye, Wausau East. If somebody's listening, could they tell me, but this has got to be Wausau East first conference champion in many years. Hopefully this, a, a turn of the program and just, uh, so they can compete in what is really a, a, a tough, a tough conference. He won sudden victory over, uh, Teague helped me out with the name DC Everest he, wrestler and Trotzer. Trotzer, yes, I can't read my writing, but that was a, a great match. And uh, uh, 126 pounds, Easton Cooper beating Carter Freeman, uh, DC Everest and Wisconsin Rapids. What was a great battle? That was a three to two matchup. Yeah, I covered the lightweights there. And uh, Steve, you want to guess what weight I'll be talking about? <laughs> the big fellas. <laughs> At heavyweight, uh, what a finish to the conference tournament here. William McCorison of Wausau West, the sophomore beating Marshfield's Adrian Kruger, three to one to close out the day. I should have checked out the box score on that one, but yeah, I, mean, I liked Wausau West finish, finishing just behind Rapids there. I don't think we have the full Rapids iteration, but Steve West returned three starters from last year, and look at that, Troy Fabry getting them uh, in pretty good shape heading into the regional time. Yeah, they have big numbers, Teague. When you have big numbers, you can fill weight classes with quality wrestlers. Moving on to, uh, I think we got a uh, Friday night action for the rest of this show. Here we Classic go. Classic eight conference tournament. Uh, Waukesha West fifth with 153 and a half. Muskego fourth with 168. Oconomowoc third with 200. Nice job by Oconomowoc. They got to be fired up about that. And then uh, McGuanago second with 214. And then uh, Arrowhead winning it with 238 and a half Steve Arrowhead. Uh, I think it's been a while. They beat McGuanago in a couple of duels the last few years. I don't know what McGuanago's dual street or conference tournament streak is, but uh, Arrowhead ended a pretty long streak here. Congrats to them on winning the classic eight conference. Yeah. Do you know how many years it's been? I should, maybe I should uh, text Randy and, and see what that is. We'll do that here in a little bit, but uh, Teague here. I don't, you can talk about the weight classes. I was going to talk about 126. Uh, being the closest one and um, you know, I'll let you take that away, but here's my, here's my, not necessarily a trivia question, but I'm going to 
I was thinking about this today as I was look as I was looking at all the great wrestlers from this conference. Right now, this is conference weekend. We're reviewing it. <laughs> Will this conference have the most state medalists out of any conference? That's my question to you. I'm I'm looking at this lineup and I'm thinking there's going to be a ton that come from out of the classic eight. It's uh, I think that'd be a good bet to make. I mean, they had almost three teams make it to state last year. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But I'm talking individual. So individual titles is what I'm saying. So individual, oh, individual, I'm, I'm talking, like, or like just place individual medals, medals. Yeah. So if, if a kid gets a sixth place, it goes out, you know, I mean, you know, a state championship, it comes as a medal. I'm talking individual medals at the state term at the Cole center. Will this conference have the most of them? I think that'd be a fair bet. Yeah. The SWC and yeah. the Swall, I I know I have to separate the two, but that's uh I need to find someone who keeps track of every conference because that's uh like 30 conferences I'd have to look at specifically. Maybe it'll be a fun little off-season project. Sure, who knows? Sure. But I think no, you're you're right, Steven, that uh if there were Vegas odds for that one, they'd be at or near the top. <laughs> right. <laughs> With having the most place winners. But uh Sorry, I went right into like, okay, how would we figure that out? As opposed to, hey, does this respond like a normal person, Teague? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how your brain works, Teague. Few few weight classes here, uh, 126 pounds. Colin McDowell of Arrowhead beat Jaden Yalk of Oconomowoc 3-2. to two. A couple of sophomores who uh, wouldn't be surprised to see them both on the podium come state time. And then even Jimmy Wollenberg, 41-5, and five, finishing third in that bracket. At 152 pounds, Ramon Galmatico of Arrowhead being a really tough wrestler in Xander Kwakinen. Uh Kwakinen a tough wrestler and losing uh, eight to zero there to Golmatico. Then at 220 pounds, Orion Major of Baguanago beat Adam uh uh Javit of Muskego five to two. And then uh on the ladies' side of things, uh the match, uh the closest match there at 126, um Char- um Cherry's Guerra of Kettle Moraine beat uh, Samantha Weibelhouse of McGuanago. That was 10 to five. Also some sad news. Uh, Zach Alashevsky uh, is, is out for the year, Steve. He wasn't wrestling oh, in the no. conference tournament. I got some Intel and yeah, that's uh, oh. yeah. Now you feel bad. It's too it's bad. Senior year too. Absolutely. So. Great, great wrestler. That's too bad. Sorry. I didn't mean to like mention that before you talked about your matches. So no, you got it. I wasn't going to talk about any of them. I just want to make that point that this is one heck of a tough conference. I love the the three-way race, right, with Arrowhead and Maguanago. Not necessarily a race, but uh, the top three teams, Arrowhead, Maguanago, and Oconomowoc. So uh, it would have been a fun tournament to be at. Next up here, the 2023 South Central Conference Tournament. Uh, Watoma 6th with 99. Nakusa 5th with 133. Westfield 4th with 136. Adams Friendship 3rd with 170. Wisconsin Dell second with 224 and a half. A Mostyn winning the conference tournament with 247. Get this, Steve. Mostyn beat the Dell. Yep. So Adams beat Mostyn earlier in the year. Uh, the okay. Dells beat Adams. Last last duel of the year, Mostyn beat the Dells 39 to 37. Then okay. the next day, they go wrestle the conference tournament. It's a three way tie, equal weight for tournament and dual finishes so whoever wins the tournament wins the whole thing and Amoston wins their first conference tournament in a 10 years steve can you name the 182 pounder from that conference tournament team that last won a title i'm gonna go with teague fenwick 
Self break there. I did not finish high, nice. but I will gladly talk about that team anytime. Great. I was pumped, man. I wanted to make it to that senior night too. Uh, like they had, or they had alumni night when they beat the Dells. They beat the Dells with a pin in the last match. They they won three duels and the tournament in nine days. It was just uh, you couldn't script it any better for for the Golden Eagles, Steve. It was right. uh, it made me a very proud alumni. That's for sure. That's awesome. I was going to say, this is your old, your old stomping grounds, but Teague, maybe this had something to do with it, right? I mean, why, why did Watson lose early in the year? 182 pound Espen Swears Teague looks like he just came back. He came into the tournament with a one and two record Teague one and two record. And he beats 25 and seven Christian Weiss of Watoma 10 to six. And that helps Watson get their, their conference championship. So way to go uh, for him. And uh, I know we don't, we can't call them all caps anymore, but See, Ty Monfries of Westfield, the 40 and six senior. He's pretty good. Yeah. The pin in 49, the the pin in 49 seconds there. That was impressive. Uh, Another good match was uh, Jacob Burling of Nakusa. The freshman beat uh, Chase Thice of Dells. Uh, He beat him a three to two. Steve, I think Boston went 12 and 0 in the placement matches. Just uh, it was an explosive finish there, but uh we got. I got to hop to the next tournament here. I'm going to keep talking Boston stuff. Greater Metro Conference top five teams: uh, Brookfield East fifth with 126 and a half. Wauwatosa fourth with 130. West Dallas third with 132. Hamilton second with 194. And a Germantown with a 284 and a half of points to win the Greater Metro. <laughs> T, this is the only thing I'll add. I'll let you take the, the individual matches, but Germantown big. They had eight champs on the day. That is huge. <laughs> Couple of matches here uh, at 120. Abdul Anur of Marquette beat Nathaniel Taylor of Menominee Falls up three to one in the finals. 138 pounds. A Reese Wild Thornberry of a Germantown. That's the same era of show as Rocket Power, Steve. Beat nice. uh, Nikita okay. Adamov of uh, Wauwatosa 11 to eight there. I should have checked out the box score. And then at 160, Talon Shooty and Ben Otto with the marquee match. Uh, Shooty of Germantown uh, beat the Brookfield Central senior five to three. It took extra wrestling, but he won in a sudden victory. Man, we love ourselves some extra wrestling, Teague. And Steve, uh, the Milwaukee Conference and next uh, took place at Riverside this year. Top five teams, uh, Bradley Tech fifth with... Uh, Points, 112 points to be exact. Uh, Ronald Reagan fourth with 121. Uh, Hamilton at third with 187. Riverside second with 200 and a half. And Milwaukee King with 225 and a half points, winning their first conference title since 1977. Steve, were you born at that time? Yeah, I was just a wee little pup, barely born, <laughs> but yes, I was in 1977. So thank you for, for telling everyone my age on here. You I played the game you. with me. Is it is it not I, fair to yeah, do it but, the other way around? Well, but you're young, so that's why it's okay to do. So, But uh, hey, Teague, the finals had 12 pins and one tech fall. Can you believe it? What weight class would you think <laughs> would be the one that could potentially not have a pin would it be 106 pounds, 113 pounds? No. Can you believe it? The heavyweights, man. It goes the distance as Edward Pacheco. Oh, man. Pacheco of Milwaukee Hamilton. He ends up beating eight to six. Damon Thurman of Milwaukee Riverside for the only match to go full length. 
Unbelievable. Well, Steve, there was there there was one more. It was just a high scoring match. It was. Oh, a, I missed eight, one, huh? Eighteen to a, well, it was the bookend, so it was on the other side of the page. Oh, uh, I, so I try not to look at the little guys, right? Aliana Ryder, well, not a little guy, a little girl. Aliana Ryder of Reagan beat Raquan Carson of Bradley Tech, eighteen to eleven. Ryder then goes on to win the Lady Cougars tournament the next day at her weight class. So. Um, pretty good weekend for the wrestler out of Reagan uh, as she heads into the postseason with a 29 and two record. And uh, congrats again to King on uh, breaking a 45 year streak. Last conference tournament that we have here, the North Shore Conference Tournament. Slinger fifth with 158, Hartford fourth with 162 and a half, Homestead third with 170 and a half, West Bend East second with 209 and then West Bend West winning it with 230 and a half points. Uh, interesting note here, Ben Bast moving up to 126 pounds uh, wins it there, but it was actually a uh, kind of a team strategy move. Give props to Easton Mueller making the flip from 126 to uh 120. beats Caleb Hill Schaefer of West Bend East 18 to nine in the finals. You can have a little pressure if you're expected to win that weight class after making a switch, but yeah, the sophomore stepped up to the plate. 145 pounds. Uh, Carter Henschel of West Bend East beat Caleb Peckrule of Hartford 11 to 7. I heard it was a comeback win too, so congratulations to Henschel. And then 152, Aaron Cummings of Hartford beat uh, West Bend West Carter Lovey 6 to 4 in the finals. Love uh love watching at the senior from Hartford throughout the year because uh, I used to be a pole vault coach and to know that Cummings was a state champion pole vaulter who vaults 15-6. He has a chance to break the state meet record this year, and I would love to see it. I love to see that uh crossover between pole vaulting and wrestling. But uh congratulations to Cummings on winning it at 152. Folks, that's what we got for the conference tournament marathon. I think we, I hope we made decent time, but with 30 something tournaments, it's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We appreciate everyone for tuning in postseason schedule wise uh, for regionals. Um, I'm going to be heading up to Hayward for the Hayward Northwood regional. It'd be a fun three team battle between Hudson Menominee and Marshfield to see who uh, makes it out of that one. Menominee snuck their way into that conversation. So I'm excited to see how that one plays out sectionals. I'll be at Eau Claire North to watch that individual sectional do a little commentary there. Steve and I got the nod for calling state again, team sectionals. I'm going to keep that one a surprise for now. And um, I'm going to uh, let uh, we're going to let someone else announce where we're going with that one. But uh, Steve did have to hop off. So I'll sign off for him folks. Thanks. Thank you once again for tuning in getting into the heat of the postseason, We love to see it going to be doing a regional preview later this week. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in all season. And until next time, we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>